Hi, you're listening to episode 54 of the Reading Cove Book Club's podcast. If you're a book lover who may be interested in joining our online book club, please visit our website at thereadingcove.com. For May 2015, we're discussing The Homecoming of Samuel Lake by Jenny Wingfield. So hi, I am Millennia in Florida. I'm Roberta in Georgia. And I'm Cheryl in Tucson, Arizona. And the three of us are here today as three members of the Reading Cove, and we're here to discuss our 174th Cove pick, The Homecoming of Samuel Lake, uh, which was chosen by me, yours truly. We have pretty much wrapped up our discussion. I saw a few more comments from a couple people the last couple days, but our online discussion has ended, but we still wanted to get together to share our thoughts on this very substance-rich book. The the, the story um, begins with a, a homecoming of John Moses's family, and Samuel Lake happens to be married to his daughter, mm-hmm. and he's a preacher, and he does not get a church, and his, his father-in-law kills himself on the given day, and it just turns into a whole bunch of a ugly mess with with a lot of heinous, terrible crimes, um, physical abuse mm-hmm. of children and um, animals, animals, and and it was just a, a an ugly, angry read to me. What what it was dark. It it was very dark. It was um, it evoked a lot of emotions in me, and um, I I was just trying to comprehend the title of the book i think it was more a vehicle for the story of the book yeah i thought the title was more had more of a religious theme in the end yes i i I can see that and everything but it it revolved mostly about his uh around his children and his one daughter swan uh who became friends and befriended a a young boy who was being physically abused by his father. Mm-hmm. And it took place in the 50s, and a lot of people usually turned a blind eye to that. And it was very, very sad to see what was going on to this young boy. Yeah. Blade was the, the little boy, and his father was Raz. And yes. I would say that Raz has to be one of the most heinous, unredeemable characters ever written. I don't know if I have read somebody... I mean, that wasn't like a serial killer or, you know, <laughs> Hannibal Lecter or something. Right. Um, that was that bad. Such a horrible character. He had no redeeming qualities. Well, Swan's grandmother called him state, Satan's stepchild. Or his spawn, period. Or, yeah, or spawn. It, it was... <laughs> He, he was. He he was a horrible individual, especially when you saw it uh, first when he, he was taking uh, it out on a horse. He was a horse trainer. And, and the way he was using a whip, a bull whip, on the horse and, and the horse uh, – he was planning to kill as soon as as soon as the lashes healed on this horse, and the horse managed to get away because Blade didn't want it anymore, and he let the, the horse out one night mm-hmm. uh, at, his, at the risk of his own life. Which his, is interesting. The, risk, yeah. the interesting thing about that is how he would risk his life to save the horse, but his mother wouldn't risk hers to save her child. Yeah, especially when Raz realizes that it was Blade who let the horse go. And mm-hmm. he was the one that was was being punished, and Raz used the bullwhip on him and took out his eye. Yeah, oh my God! Yeah. Uh, that that was just um, totally totally horrible. And again, his mother Geraldine didn't do anything really about it. Just you know, 
It was she an accident. She did do something. She covered for her husband. She protected him. Yeah, right. exactly. She, it was an accident as far as she was concerned to the hospital. And um, the boy lost his eye, which was totally, totally horrible. Um, just envisioning those scenes. And, and then the way Raz wanted revenge on, on the Moses family mm-hmm. and the Lake family by uh, abduct, abducting Swan. And doing the things that he did to her, which are also heinous. Yeah, I I agree that it was a a very dark book, but um, I liked it because you felt such emotion for the whole situation for the characters. And um, not all authors can do that. They some of them try to, but they don't quite go as far. But with this, you felt you know uh, great sorrow. You felt great you know hate. towards this evil person and you could you just felt really connected in one way or another to the uh, characters and and that's a real um good thing for author be able to do that to make you feel that strong emotional feeling with the book and feeling like you're just right for good and bad you're right there in it and visualize what's going on you you definitely wanted to Go jump in that book and like slap someone silly, <laughs> ring some necks, or, or ring ring Raz's. I mean, kill him. Yeah. And and I loved the way he was killed in the end. But yeah. I mean, Samuel, who had come home, he was the preacher, and he was totally passive and and very trying to. He was trying to find the good in everyone. Right is what he he had said. There was good in everyone, no matter you know that. This woman, Bernice, is is trying to lure him away from his wife and and the fact that Raz is such a bad man, but he wants to see a good part of him. Right. And he's willing to forgive and I I just wanted to slap him silly. Yeah. You know, Especially because when his, his one son too was being bullied at school and beat up. Exactly. That and, really and was, was like Okay, Toy was like, okay. He was telling him to like, yeah, he was telling him to turn the other cheek, and and I'm like, whoa, wait a second, the Bible's eye for an eye, you know. Well, that is the Old Testament. That's the Old Old Testament. I don't care. It's in the Bible. I I mean, crap. Blade lost an eye. Yeah, (laughs) I know, right? Yeah. Sometimes you think, well, I I like to go for the Old Testament uh, justice, like. But then you have to say, well, no, you know, you can't always, that's just not good. You have to kind of, you know, turn the other cheek, but at the same time be strong. But I mean, Samuel until the very end when he he saw, you know, this, he just got blindly, went into a blind rage after, you know, uh, hearing his daughter not knowing where she's, which would, you know, you finally think, well, finally, you know, he's waking up to, yeah, there really is true evil in the world, you know, and, and as much as you'd like to be, there is not something good to find in every every person. Thankfully, there's not too many of those psychopaths and, or, and sociopaths wandering around. But, you know, I think he finally could say, you know, I have to stand up for my family now, and it doesn't matter that he finally could... Um, do something about it. That passivity in him, some could say that led to the whole thing. Right. If he had been someone who was known as someone to be reckoned with, maybe like Toy. Right. Um, then Raz might have thought twice about sitting there, staking out their house and plotting this whole thing. Plotting the whole thing, yeah. Yeah, but- well, and, and then Samuel, every, everyone hid 
certain things from Samuel, you mm-hmm. know, so they wouldn't preach to them. Right. And he realized that everybody was right that Bernice was coming on to him right. um, <laughs> because she physically did then. And and the things that were hidden that, you know, his oldest son was finally protecting himself, mm-hmm. albeit he wasn't causing fights, but he was diverting them, right. uh, which was good. And, and all this went beyond, beyond his, on beyond his back. Right. And the simple fact that, you know, when he realized that Swan was captured by him and she, he heard her but couldn't find her, mm-hmm. the way he went after him and, and really just, what, he broke his neck. And yep. after finding his child and realizing how hurt she had been that he, he, when he was offered another church, he turned it down. Mm-hmm. I loved that at the end, that, you know, he thought it was better to take care of his family then. Right. You know, so, I mean, he had a, a full 180 degree turn, which was great. And I guess that rounds out the title, The Homecoming of Samuel Lake, even though, you know, a lot of people in the group think that it could have had a better title. Because, you know, overall, the story was more about Swan than yes. it was about her dad until the end of the book, obviously. And it also, I had no idea this was a religious, it could almost be said to be Christian fiction. Right. Um, and it wasn't until the very end there where this miracle happened with the rats, you know, freeing Swan and him, you know, shouting out to God, you know, in Raz's yard and walking around and, you know, until the end where that whole thing happened, uh, you know, you, it kind of snuck up on you that it was a very religious rooted store, religiously rooted. Yes. Even though it really didn't point a lot to the Bible and everything, uh, you still had Samuel, you know, preaching and um, Swan always questioning God Mm -hmm. and trying to conjure her miracle because she was going to um, release Blade and they took the cowbells and and the the duck calling whistle and that was when Blade lost his eye and they witnessed that but they dropped the the cowbell and the whistle Mm -hmm. and that's what Swan had found when she was captured by uh, Raz and that was her signal to her father Right. Here I am. Here I am. You know, he, she rang the cowbell. She she tooted on the duck horn, and she she was saved by her father. Right. And yeah, I, I understand now the way you say it, it's it's it does complete the the title of the book, right? Which is good. But um, yeah, I still think it could have had another title. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it it was really it was very thought provoking. It was. Um, it was a book that made you angry. Yes. Um, it was a book that, you know, I, I really didn't feel too bad about, you know, the family when the patriarch killed himself the way he did. I think that was just, you know, again, to begin the story that, you know, the Lake family moves in with mm-hmm. uh, Kala, his wife, and they begin a life together. Right. And then then over this six months to a year, all these things happen. And, yeah, there there was laughter. There was, you know, fun times. There was good stuff. There was bad stuff. There was hatred, anger. For a book like this, yeah, it, it made me give it a good grade. I think I gave it a B. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the overall grade in the group was a B plus. So okay. I think most people enjoyed it. And um, at first, before I started reading it, I was seeing – 
post from a couple people saying how it, they they were crying. It was making them cry. I think there was I forget who it was who said Diana. Oh, Diana. She's like Diana. This, this book has me boohooing. <laughs> yeah, me. She and then somebody else. <laughs> I think it was Sally who said that you know yeah you know you might have you tearing up a bit. And I'm like oh my god okay I have to start this book and see <laughs> what's going on. Yeah, I was I was a little afraid it would be sappy, but um, no, I I was not teary at all. I I was like, all right, yeah, that was sad, but you know, it didn't make me cry or it anything. It made me blade. I wasn't crying until um, I forget specifically what part, but something to do with Raz abusing Blade, right? Or, or when Blade went to their house and he was sleeping in the barn, and they yeah. came out and saw him there, or. Samuel was seeing him and, you know, they kind of just let him be because, you know, he figured, oh, you know, Raz is his dad. God knows what he's running from. Oh, I know what it was. When when Swan went to the house, like she went on the road and she walked to Raz's house and yeah. she saw him in the bushes, hiding in the bushes. She saw Blade. Yeah. And, and then, you know, he followed her home. And yeah. I think that's the first time I teared up because I was yeah. like. Oh my God, he's running from hearing his dad beat up his mother. And, you know, after they had their little snarky exchange, he still followed her. I, I was well, like, oh my God. I, I just thought it was very sweet because, I mean, this is the late 50s. So it's not like, you know, it's taking place today and, and people don't aren't aware of these things mm -hmm. because you really didn't see that back in the 50s like that. Right. So yeah, it, it I think it was a good um, discussion book, obviously, and lots of things to talk about. Overall, the main thing that fault I found with it was the rape scene. I didn't like that. I feel like we don't need to be witnessing a 12-year-old girl be raped. Mm. I think they could have just left that for when she was found. Then it could be, we could know that he had raped her. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But that was the only part like that... that that disturbed me was that we had to be there with her while he was raping her. So that left a really bitter taste in my mouth that even though it ended in an uplifting way, that just didn't go away for me. Yeah. So I gave and, it a B minus. I still enjoyed it. I, I just gave it a little minus for that. Yeah. No, I, I, that's why I gave it a B and not like a B plus cause, cause it was very disturbing yeah. and I've read it in other books. You know, she was an innocent kid and and I kind of saw it coming when, when she was hanging over the, the creek mm -hmm. and Raz grabbed her and her underwear was showing and everything. And he, he kind of said he would get that. Yeah. I and still was surprised. No, I, I kind of waited and I, I saw it coming and, and I was really upset when it did happen. But um, I was not surprised at all by it. I was surprised that he kidnapped her. I mean, once he kidnapped her, I can't say I was surprised he raped her. But I thought maybe he was plotting something more revenge on the family, you know, on Samuel or burning down their house or something like that. And a few well, other members were saying that. But when he just kidnapped her and he was yeah. going to, you know, rape and kill her as his whole revenge thing, I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, well, she was the reason that Blade um, disappeared from his house, really. Right. You know, and, and I I saw that coming. And, yeah, a lot of other people thought, members thought that uh, he would set the house on fire or mm -hmm. do something to toy or. Yeah. I, I did like, and I didn't see this coming, the way Samuel, you know, attacked. Killed Raz. him. I know. <laughs> uh, 
that that I thought was really cool. And I thought it was very, very good of Toy to realize that Samuel would get, you know, life in prison or something if he didn't confess to it. I thought that was very honorable of Toy because he wanted his children to know their father. And and Toy took the blame for uh, killing Rez. I think that was like truly a sacrificial or unconditioning love because I think Toy had come to love the late children, you know, as much as anybody could. It was almost like they were his his children too. Mm -hmm. And of course it's good because... You know, he didn't have much else going on with, you know, Bernice. Of course, she eventually left anyway, tore off. But, you know, it it had to be tough to be married to her all the time. Yeah, he was kind of a wimp. You know, he should have, he just kind of took whatever she did. It was like he, he was a weak man in a way. Well, yeah, I mean, but he, he did, I guess maybe then he just figured it'd be more trouble than it was worth to, you know, divorce her. And she was such a drama queen. She might make it bad for him, too, even if he tried to get a divorce. But it sort of worked out that she she took off. Yeah, and that part I thought was no good because we had she had been a central character throughout much of most of the book. And then suddenly at the end, we don't get to witness this, you know, Running off, we're just told, oh, Bernice found another man. It's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, that did suck. But for, for Toy, uh, I think he got to know the kids really well. And they they loved him. They uh, loved him unconditionally. Mm-hmm. And he really enjoyed them. And he realized that Samuel didn't see that. Right. Samuel did not have that time with his children. And with Blade coming around, uh, he didn't really enjoy the children. And I think Toy knew once he got out of jail, those kids would always be there for him. So that's why he did what he did. Yeah, and I felt, you know, I understood what he did. Um, and then Samuel, of course, was trying so hard to confess to the crime and trying to take responsibility for it before he finally accepted the gift, so to speak. Yes. Yeah. Um, I just wish, you know, we were talking about being editor for a day and I would just have wanted Geraldine to kill Raz in defense of her child. I think that would have been, you know, she could have done it so good. She could have poisoned him. She could have, you know, any number of things and then have her get away with it and her and Toy end up married and live happily ever after. <laughs> like that, Lynette, that Lynette had suggested that, that, you know, she thought that maybe Geraldine and Toy were going to end up together. That would have been funny. Because especially since, you know, you catch Geraldine daydreaming that her husband's dead. Dead. <laughs> while she's ironing, you know, doing the ironing for money. And, and you know, she doesn't know how he gets there, but he's dead and she's liking okay. it, you know. And, and I, I'm like, son of a bitch but you can't protect your own children i, know. I mean that, and, and the eye. little one yeah the well the the second child walking behind raz and imitating him mm-hmm. that that was just so i mean i was like holy cow the one guy the one kid idolizes him and she had two other younger ones too still she was 14 when she ended up marrying him or 14 when they got together or something. Yeah, yeah, because he raped her, too, to make sure that uh, she wasn't bitter goods or (laughs) before he married her, which which indicated, too, that he was capable of doing those things. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'd read another book 
by her again because this was her debut novel. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't be quick to. I mean, I I wouldn't be quick to, especially if it's the same type of dark tone and stuff like that. Yeah, um, but it it was quite a few years ago. Yeah, this book that you had, and um, I I really don't know if she does still write or anything like that. I would probably forget about her. <laughs> I wouldn't be like seeking out another book by her. I but yes, say. it was a very good book as far as evoking emotions and everything. Yeah, and and I would say this would make a good movie, like TV movie. I could see a movie being made off, like on Lifetime or something. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe not, depending on how they did it. I said, I'm glad I read it, and even for the darkness in it. And so it's another one of those ones that I never would have noticed if it hadn't been one of the Cove picks. So you right. just like, it is once again, you get to broaden your horizons, not just stay where you, your comfort zone or where the uh, usual type of books you would find. Yeah, um, I think they listed this as historical fiction. And and I'm only a year younger than this book. <laughs> You're historical, I'm like, I, I, I'm not historical. I don't. And Sally made that comment too. Yeah. Um, I'm like now anything that's more than fifty years old is considered historical. Oh, that's crap. <laughs> I, I think of historical. I think of something back, say like in the you know nineteen nineteen twenties or eighteen hundreds or something. But exactly something a hundred years old. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And and I was like dumbfounded when they said it was historical fiction, and that is what it said in the library, I think. But um, I I don't usually enjoy cove reads. I read them because I want to and I have to. But um, <laughs> I was very very pleased with this because again it was a B read, and that really really uh, is a very good book for me. Yeah, me too. It was a good book, and and it was very well written. Must say, and like we yes. said, the the bottom line was it evoked all this emotion. It really the setting came to life. I really felt like I was in the fifties in the South in Arkansas. It was so emotionally rich, especially with this guy. I mean, what would this book be without Raz? It wouldn't be the same flat, yeah, yeah. And um, the poor horse, I forget the horse's name. <laughs> snowman, snowman, oh poor my God. snowman. Oh, and the other thing I gotta say real quick. Yeah. It, when the when the horse owner um, found out what he did because they found the horse, um, Raz let the ho- I mean Blade let the horse go. Right, and it ended up with the Moses and Lakes. Right, and then and the, they the owner, actually looked for the owner. The owner, right. right. And he comes and finds out what Raz how he trains the horses, and then Raz threatened him into quiet to be quiet. And I was yeah. like, what? Yes, because he's losing his business then, and and actually it, it came out. You know, that he was abusive with the horses, with the training and everything. And he wasn't getting any business after right. that. That's he why he really, really wanted upset. revenge yeah. on the Lakes and the Moses family. Yes. But he was so intimidating. I guess, you know, everybody was intimidated by him just about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even the police, you know, when he went and said that the horse was stolen and then found out that it was at the Lakes house. Yeah. Um, he, he couldn't actually go back to the sheriff and say, I know where this horse is. And because everybody knows he had that horse Yep. now and, and this word is going to get out and he's about to lose his, uh, his dinner. Yeah. And he tried to turn it around and spin it and say somebody came on his property and stole the horse. 
Right. Right. They they could tell. Well, the owner t- could tell that they were working on the the horse's wounds, right. and that the wounds had been so so old already, yep. that there was no way that Raz didn't do this. And and it, yeah, it just broke my heart about me and my animals. God. <laughs> All right. So that's our discussion of the homecoming of Samuel Lake by Jenny Wingfield. And we want to thank our listeners for tuning in as always. And leave us your comments. Have you read The Homecoming of Samuel Lake? And what are your thoughts? Stay tuned for our next episode where we'll be discussing a book called My Brilliant Friend by Elena Ferrante. See you next time. Bye.